The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. It's good and bad that you've seen over the years at East Bay and in, and in racing in general. Uh, well, uh, as far as East Bay is concerned, better bathrooms, better safety equipment, uh, better safety crew. I mean, uh, you know, there were some chances that were taken before. I mean, we had a sprint car wreck this Friday night. Man, lucky anyone who walked out of it. I think you were there to see it, Rick. Yeah, that was scary. Well, actually, you put me in the pace truck with last. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> maybe the best place to keep breaking in the pace truck. But, I mean, you were, you know, the, the improvements in safety, uh, you know, the uh, listening to the drivers a little more. You see a lot of changes to the positive happening, and... Uh, you know, it's just that uh, racing is evolving. The negative, you see, is the onslaught of Winston Cup, of VCRs, of TVs, of, uh, you know, uh, computers at home and uh, everything else, and other families having a different way of life. We were all talking about that. That seems like only Saturday night racing works in Florida. All of us have tried Friday night racing, Sunday racing, and no matter who the sanctioning body is we bring in or what we do to it, and the point is, John said, a lot of racing today is not just racing. It's the same old, same old. Right. Uh, where if you go to Winston Cup race, that's why it's successful. It's not there every week. They come in. Uh, and, you know, it's like, okay, if we don't make the solo this week, we'll make it next week. If we don't catch East Bay this week, we'll catch it next week. And that's why, you know, we as track promoters have to do a lot more for our drivers, for our fans, and for everybody. And we got to build a, a better mousetrap. Uh, most definitely. That's what we're all talking about here tonight, about doing something better and working with, uh, quite obviously, the only common link between every racetrack going here and everyone sitting in this room is Carnac.com. You know, and, and uh, your people's attitude and all. And one of the things that we all discussed here is your message board. As much as a lot of people like it, listening to it, there's pluses and minuses to it. That's Absolutely. somewhere there has to be a positive message board where people sign their name and all because... Yes, it's a lot of fun, and the complainers are on there, and the whiners, and some of these people do make sense. I mean, even today, a couple of things that came on, we decided to change the rules for our mini-stock race yeah. because of what your people told us. But the, also, some of the other comments on there, you know, like, you know, really just like laugh at them with the D. Who's yeah. going to case me? What do I do to this one? <laughs> right. But by the same token, I think all the track owners here feel that somewhere, Carnac needs a real good message board where someone signs their name, their email address, where you can let your kids go on or anything right. else. I mean, how many fans do we one of us talk to have you been to the message board ah we don't go on there anymore because of all the baloney going on right. yeah, baloney's fun it's a lot of fun I enjoy it you get caught up and everyone does you know everyone goes on the 14 different names I'm the first one <laughs> <laughs> yeah now I know and now I know you win, you, you win next a few of mine believe <laughs> I may just put on a hundred dollar bill on top of your car <laughs> there you go <laughs> Oh, but, I mean, you know, this is something that's necessary, too. I mean, you, you guys are fulfilling a lot. And, you know, I think that we all realize that Carnac's a lot more than a message board. I mean, uh, you know, even this meeting alone tonight, the things that happened, we discussed issues of sales tax, some of the things I've been through, some legal things. You know, right. on here as an attorney. We had, you know, a lot of good comments. We looked at printing together, of doing things. We looked at the thing that we all had talked about, about you know, a, a co-op for buying things, you know, uh, and again, you are a common link, and you're the only reason why we're all here together is because of the efforts of you, Jack, and and the show. And that hopefully will make the racetracks make a little more money or break even at least. And a lot of us aren't breaking even. That's a true fact with show numbers to people. And that'll help the races. It'll help everybody in general. You know? yeah. All right, you're listening to Inside Florida Racing, and uh, this is Rob Elting, a.k.a. Bonehead. Um, CeCe Brooks is in the house. We can't hear her yet. 
<laughs> we didn't we didn't we didn't turn her up you on purpose. Turn my microphone on. Cece's in the house, Carol's in the house, and we've got our Ace production staff over there. He's here too. <laughs> now now she's not working. <laughs> Well, folks, what the deal is, is I we've actually, we've got, oh, it's her fault. Um, Carol, stop it. Uh, we've moved to the ninth floor of the tower, so uh, everything's different, you know. Uh, it's a new year, 2008. Hope everybody had a great new year. And I had a horrible, everybody. I got to I gotta oh, tell you, it was horrible. Open up a can of worms, <laughs> didn't I? It was horrible. I didn't know we were going to let the production staff uh, talk on it. It was show. horrible. How horrible was it? <laughs> My life was destroyed over this holiday period. What happened? Did East Bay close or something? I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus, and it screwed my day up. <laughs> She's got to kiss somebody. When are you going <laughs> to stop drinking? <laughs> Never. Anyways, I hope everyone else had a good Christmas, um, even if you did see Mommy kissing Somebody, even if it wasn't Santa Claus. Have you had me turned on over there? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, now yeah. he's trying Can to you? turn her on. He can't oh, yeah. get enough. No, it's fine. Do you have me? Oh, yeah, okay. it's fine. All right. Hey, it's good to be back with everyone. Hey, everybody. One, two, three. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's great. Okay. <laughs> Tonight. 2008. First show of 2008 on Inside Florida Racing. You listen to the Real Racing Network. Real Racing Network. Let me get it right. Um... I like the new look of the website. Jack, it looks great. What a great job that you've done. He's been busy. Yeah, busy. Busy. The studio, nice new studio. The website's improved. Yeah, those uh, This is not a studio. That, it's a suite on the what floor? It, it's the studio suite on floor nine. Yeah, those listening out there that hate Jack, uh, think that he's got all kinds of money, would really be upset with what they see now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Uh, we have a pretty good guest list tonight. Anybody interested? Yeah, tell us. Well, who's go ahead and are. tell us. And we'll see how many we can get to. For the next two or three weeks, we're going to be talking to the promoters and the owners of all the different tracks in Florida, and find out what their goals are for the future of two hundred two thousand eight. Uh, we'll have Rex Guy from Auburndale, Mike Peters from Ocala, Bobby Deal from Charlotte County. <coughs> uh, <laughs> Phil Guadagno from uh, North Florida Speedway, Critter from Citrus Speedway, and Jeff Chiquette from everywhere. Why do you call him Critter, man? You give everybody else their, like, real name. Mr. What the heck is his name? Don, Don Creddy. Why'd you make is noise right? after Bobby Deal's name? Yeah. Why do you have to interrupt that wasn't me? You over there. That wasn't me, was it? That was pretty rude. Absolutely. You're trying to make me look foolish. <laughs> Uh, no, I think he's just being himself. So we have a pretty good, and we're going to have a busy night. We've got a lot Check of people in a short. Check it out. What is with you tonight? Bad See toys, that? bad toys. <laughs> this he is found what. That, he found that at cleaning up probably. This came from one of our advertisers. Very nice. Yes. Uh-huh. Garageart.com, one of our advertisers. and uh, It's definitely a man's sign. Yeah, this is one of the is less that, risque ones. Is that what you got for payment? But what makes it so good is it's a woman on the sign. Oh, you guys now, are do killing they make, me. Do they make a version with, you know, that a, radio man, people, a hot man in leather on it? So it's, you know. They make a version that radio folks can these, see. These are, <laughs> these are from, like, the 50s. Is it porcelain? 
It must be. Yeah, it's a tin porcelain. That's a reproduction. Stop it. Come on, you're talking to an expert over here. That's a reproduction if I've ever seen one. Stacey, do you know why when a man sees a woman all dressed up in tight leather, he starts breathing heavy, his knees knock, he falls on the floor, gets all excited? Why? Because she smells like a truck. (laughs) (laughs) That was on the internet today. It wasn't mine. So let's hear the guests that we're going to have. What? Let's hear the guests. No, we're, we're not doing tonight. this again. We don't have much time. No, we have a lot of people. These, I thought that was over the next couple of weeks. We're gonna no, have no, all this all is tonight's guests. Oh. Yeah, well, you haven't said them yet. All you did was talk about the promoters. Those are our guests. Those tonight. are our guests for this evening. Next week, we'll have six more, and then the next week, we'll have... Are we talking to just promoters just tonight? promoters. Promoters, track owners, and Jeff Choquette. Oh, jeez. Thank goodness for Jeff Choquette. You can just sit there boring and listen if you show. want. This is it's going to get. It's going to be. This is going to be one of the most boring shows of the year. But we might as well get well, our boring show out of the way well, and let's start it. it off with the most boring promoter in Florida racing, Bobby Deal. <laughs> you hush. Hey, Bobby, you on? Bobby, are you on the line? <laughs> Good luck trying to get through on all the equipment. <laughs> is he there? Is he on the line? Yeah, he's Bobby. on the line. Bobby, wake Bobby. up, honey. <laughs> You guys stop talking hey, so loud to him. If he's there, you're you're a little bit crackly. Yeah. Well, oh. the, hey, Bobby, it's, how you doing? It's the crackly production staff. Well, uh, a boring, boring, boring. That, that, that hurts. Well, no, 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 no. Hey, Bobby, I probably was... not your show. Your end's not going to be boring. I guarantee you. You'll keep that from happening. But um, some of the other ones that as we come along with, if they're not going to, you know, talk about some good shows coming up and they're just going to talk about the same old thing, that'll be boring. But Well, Bobby I'm, I'm had sure put on a great show Saturday night. It sure was. It that, was a lot of fun. The Outlaw Street Stocks that Gary LaPlante put together was wonderful. What Bobby, tell us about it. Tell us about it, Bobby. Tell us about what's going on. No, 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 no. We don't have time on. to go backwards. This show oh, is devoted to what's going to happen in 2008. What are your big plans, Bobby? Well, you know, first of all, we're all dealing with the economy and trying to make it an affordable entertainment. Uh, but we've got some pretty exciting things happening. Uh, you know, the Outlaw Street Stocks as probably, um, you know, one of the uh, hottest things happening. In fact, John, I talked to Saprocone today, and he was asking about the weekend. And, you know, just like some of the other people on the other side of this radio conversation, what a, what a weekend. It was a lot of uh, neat action, and he wants to do a 100-lapper, believe it or not, and I'll leave it at that. But um, the Outlaw Street Sox are going to be a mainstay that are there, you know, once a month, along with the DeSoto once a month. John and I are working it like sister cracks. Uh, we're staying off each other's dates but supporting ourselves. You know, um, we're going to have a, a quite a few different, um, you know, not a weekly show. We're going to have our backbone guys, but at the same time, I mean, Gary LaPlante, where did this guy come from? I mean, Heaven. He brings Indianapolis cars over, you know. Uh, March 29th, uh, we are working on a deal, putting together, you know, 12 to 18 of these uh, Indianapolis, actual Indianapolis cars. Uh, they had the 2004 Allen Jr. Delara out there and uh, on display and had an oil pump pickup problem, so... I don't know what the deal is with those things. Something about they have to pull the engine out to fix it, but uh, they're looking. They're coming. Uh, the Green Mamba will be back, and we just have to figure out what type of victim we're going to do there. 
we've got the super late models. Uh, of course, we do our late models every month. We've got six super late model shows planned. And uh, this new outlaw non-winged program once a month at Charlotte County. That's also being done by Gary LaPlante, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, and, and, and what it's done, he, he's put it together to where he's running the outlaw street stocks, which is you're probably... Huh, Tell me if I'm wrong, folks. The most rough and tumble thing. I mean, you got Jeff Choquette putting on, you know, we're talking about cold steel, you know, instead of fiberglass and putting it on the boys. And you got all these late model guys involved in it. And it's amazing to see. I mean, these guys were so ready to go racing. It took five restarts to get it into turn one. It was a great race, Bobby. Yeah, they didn't wreck in the front. They wrecked through the whole field. You know, as far as banging, and the neatest thing about those outlaw street stocks, they're built so bulletproof is they can take a bang and they keep coming, you know. Hey, Bobby, so, uh, I got a question for you. Um, a lot of people are asking me if you're going to bring back a demolition derby. Is that in the plans for this year? We want to do a couple of those, and also uh, uh, the Enduros. I had Mason Love. Uh, he's the new coordinator for the Enduros. We're going to bring him back the Enduros Memorial and Labor Day, you know. Uh, we want awesome. to do the. Uh, I, if it wasn't for the price of fuel, I'd love to have a bu- uh, bus race. But you know, we don't have any buses because the buses that we got weren't worth having. We got boats. Uh, well, we do have the boats, and, and the boats are a neat thing, and they're going to be happening. We're going to do a lot of fan participation. We're actually going to be going to go kart racing on Friday nights on the uh, under the lights on the asphalt with road racing. Uh, with the go-karts, and then once a, a month we'll be doing a Sunday race uh, along with driving schools. And we've got to just uh, had a gentleman come up and talk to me about a $6 million water park. Now, you talk about that's about the farthest thing from circle track racing, but there again we want to make this the entertainment center of I-75. Well, good luck. Well, you know, it just, uh, you know, we got to keep digging. We've done real well. Uh, figuring out how to get the maximized the, the, the amount of uh, margin we can work within. Uh, you know, the food out there is just uh, taking off. And, uh, you know, it, it's really tough. And we got people that um, in, in the different divisions, let's face it, 85% of all the racers that support the, any short track in America is based around construction. With the slump, uh, Charlotte County's. Uh, the number one county in the whole entire United States for foreclosures, 85% over what uh, they had last year. And, and that's tough on the racers because, uh, you know, they, they make their money from construction. So The economy's been bad for everybody this year, but I think it's going to pick up and we're going to have a bomber year next year, right? Oh, yeah, and don't forget the airport there. They're bringing in folks every day. Yes. Every yeah. day. Unbelievable. Uh, we I, I've been over there three or four times to watch them shake off the uh, snow off their hats <laughs> and the slush off their shoes. And, you know, we want to get some things happening that they want to come in and have some billboards over there to make them aware of what we have going on and take them out red fishing, uh, play golf. Uh, you know, hopefully they'll fall in, in love with the area, decide to, to buy or fix up a new home or a used home and, and put everybody to work, you know. You know, you could advertise to them, Bobby. You could uh, put up a sign on the ground that only airplanes can see. You know what I mean? So kind of advertise yeah, it for the plants. I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh, my. We could spell it out like a... Uh, With plants. A desert island. 
You're here. You've made it to beautiful Port Charlotte, Pontagorda. There you go. <laughs> well, Bobby, Bobby, what do you think is going to be the biggest surprise of 2008 in the short track racing deal in Florida, man? What's going to surprise people the most, you think? I, I really think that the uh, uh, late model program will come of age with the uh, ASA you know, situation. Um, and, and we have an ASA race. The finale will be here. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, that, that's coming in, and we're very excited about that. Hey, Bobby, do you think they're going to get these on television for real? Well, we hope so. Uh, you know, that that's their end. I've done that TV deal, and, and it cost me nine of my trucks when I used to have a driving school. Right. Uh, TV is very expensive. But I can tell you what we're trying to put together is, uh, you know, that Frank Kimmel program where that uh, Brian uh, Beckner came down and, and just mm. showed, showed what caliber those guys have. Uh, we're trying to put together a uh, ARCA, and, and hopefully they'll go down to Homestead for their last uh, Kimmel race where we could have a two- or three-day street stock program to have 100, 150 outlaw street stocks racing the week after, along with a super late, you know, uh, program uh, at the same time. And just, you know, even though, you know me, my God, I'm the guy that put the non-wing guys with the wings at the same time called Star Wars, you know. Uh, I think you got to think outside the box. But, well, uh, listen, Bobby, we got a bunch of guys on tonight because we're doing a special show and we got to be done I by nine. I ramble. I ramble. But uh, no, no, that's okay. We're going to have Gary on next week so he can tell us a little more about what he's up to. Hey, what's your next race, Bobby? Tell us what's happening next. Well, you know, we have uh, coming up the uh, two-day late model, uh, you know, Pepsi 150 Memorial, and at the same time, guess what? Outlaw Street Stocks with an Attitude 100 team event where the guys that run the late models will be also driving the uh, um, Outlaw Street Stocks on Saturday night. Now, that's coming up on the, ni- the 19th, right? Yes, that's on the 19th, and there'll be a uh, the Fast Trucks and Fast Kids will be on hand along with the Pro 4, Fab 4s, and, and the Dwarf Cars are coming out early. You know, they want to get involved in this deal. And then on the 20th, we have the 150, the Pepsi 150, the Thunder Trucks, and the uh, Road Warriors. So... I mean, we got two days of just a lot of fun. That ought to be a good two days there. That should be a bunch of cars showing up, a bunch of people. Yeah, and we also have a concert getting ready, I think, coming together sometime in the end of February, which we'll be getting more information out on that. We're working on that. Uh, uh, that'll be very exciting to announce. So if we can get concerts happening, you got to make it more than just a Saturday night program. You know, we're even ordered our signs to be like John, where you can see us on the interstate, that we have a place to. All right. Well, that we wish you good. the very best in 2008. Bye, Bobby. Take it easy, Bobby. Thanks, thanks Bobby. Thanks for all the support for all the short tracks in America. Go get Thank them, you. Man. All right. Bye-bye. Night. Well, there you have it. Charlotte's uh, going to be Bobby's full plan. It's got lots of stuff to do. We'll be coming back with uh, Rex Guy and uh, Don Critty and like that, huh? Inside Florida Racing. Do it. Let's do it. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play, coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, mother Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. 
Not just cat calls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, O oh Sultan of Shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today at fivestarbodies.com. Powermaster is your ASA series sponsor for the XS Power batteries. Powermaster is pleased to announce the introduction of the XS Power series of batteries. XX Power batteries for racing applications and batteries for your car audio application. 12 volt batteries for street machines, street rods, off road vehicles, and even motorcycles. XS Power batteries means 30% more power and no battery spilling. Powermaster also carries your starters and alternators. Visit us on the web at www.powermastermotorsports.com. Yeah, I'll say it. I thought my man uh, Wayne Jefferson there would have uh, won that Outlaw Street Stock race, but you guys are telling me that he blew up, so that's it why. It was a great race. A Him and Robert Crisp, the next one. those two, I mean, uh, the, Charlotte County doesn't really know much about Robert Crisp, but they're starting to find out because he's already come and won there a race before, I think, in one of the Outlaw races. But um, something that maybe folks don't know about the Outlaw Street Stocks is that those are the old cars from Sunshine Speedway, 112-inch wheelbase cars. Basically, mm-hmm. and they put automatic transmissions in them and use their motor rules. But, um, yeah, Gary, he's done a good job with uh, getting that thing off the ground. And, you know, it took a year kind of a struggle. But you know what? Gary's got good ideas. Oh. The, the I, idea of doing yeah. this buddy race was uh, a was great fantastic. idea. You know, the, the fans loved it because they got to see, you know, more drivers. And it was a longer race. And there were some drivers I know um, who weren't ready yet to you know, to race this Saturday, like Donnie Ollie Jr. wasn't there this weekend, but uh, he'll be coming up and he should be racing on the 19th. Yeah, I wondered why he wasn't there. We, it's, well, he's it's, build, it's, they're building a new car. We got Rex Guy on the phone. All right. From Arbondale Speedway. All right, Rex, how you doing? Uh, what's happening at Arbondale Speedway for 2008? Rex? Hello? Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you hear me. Yeah, man, tell me what's going to happen in 2008 at Arbondale Speedway. That's going to be the best year ever here. Best year ever. Well, I've heard that before. Now explain. <laughs> well, we're going to we're looking forward to an exciting uh, races here. We've got the big class going to be the mini stock class here, and uh, the sportsmen's, and uh, looking forward to the late models, the trucks we have going. Uh, you know, things are just changing out here. Uh, we're going to be running the. Uh, Kids, young kids here with the trucks, uh, we've got that approved with our insurance. That's been a big issue for the state of Florida. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I think we got that pretty much worked out. But the kids that will race here will be insured, so that's the big thing. Well, that's great. Um, tell us about some of your other specialty races you're going to be uh, maybe having and uh, some other groups that are going to be in but maybe didn't get a chance to race since well, you uh, just started back. March 1st, we're going to run the Brian Davidson Memorial here for Leroy. And uh, that's going to be a big special race there. That's strictly for him. 
And we're going to be running late models once a month. Uh, we're going to have our 100-lap uh, uh, open-wheel modified that we had last year again. And we're going to be running some big uh, sportsman races, the mod races. We're going, to, we're going to bring every class out and make the big classes, you know, out of each one of them. We have a, a good sponsor on board, uh, Brown Motorsports. Uh, they're one of our biggest sponsors for the uh, mini-stock class. And... Uh, all the drivers in that class are looking forward to running, and um, Arbondale is just going to be an exciting place. Oh, gee. <laughs> We're each waiting for somebody to say something. Um, did, we, did we lose you again? No. no. It sort of sounded like we lost the, the phone contact. Well, it, it does sound like you're going to have, um, you know, an exciting show. I had a question about the insurance with the kids. Now, was that the problem that was going to be with with drivers under 14? Yes, ma'am. We have a kids club here, and you know, and I have the Rand Insurance, and um, I've been working with them, and uh, they will not insure these kids if they're not, you know, under 14 years of age, unless there's a special policy. I had to actually take another policy out for these kids to be able to race, plus they have to purchase that extra insurance, you know, from the underwriter to be able to even race here, but they're not allowed to go to any other truck. Mm -hmm. They've actually rated Arvindale as one of the safest tracks in the state, being a quarter-mile track, and especially with the wall we have and everything, and that makes it interesting, too. The kids cannot travel with our truck series. They must run here. They can't go anywhere else, so... Let me ask you something. Can you run adults at the same time, or do they have to run just kids on the track? No, uh, they're strictly the kids. Okay. You can't put the adults in those. Our young guns are going to be strictly from ages from 12 to 16. Well, that's going to work out. That's going to work out good for you. When they get to the age of 14, if they're ready to move up, then that's their choice. But I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think the insurance thing is a good deal for what it costs you—400 bucks for a year. You can run any track in the united states you want to race it's well worth it you know my kids are of age you're 22 and 19 i'm going to put it on them just for the extra coverage sure right and i'm sure uh, most of the dads out there that that's a drop in the bucket to what they put into uh the racing to begin with the so. insurance is not a hassle like some people think it is but i'll be honest with you for the track owners and uh it's it's uh it's well worth it you know this minor release form that these guys come up with it's it's a, it's a joke because if a kid gets hurt permanently, when he becomes eighteen, he can turn around and sue you. You know that's what that's what a lot of this is about. Well, you don't think that uh, the old adage that it used to be a, you got to have a, be sixteen years old and have a driver's license to be able to race a car that it should be that way to race a vehicle other than a go kart? What do you think? No, I really don't. Uh, I feel like if a kid's ready to race, uh, I think it should be minimum minimum uh, 14 years of age to get in a car. i got to go with that. Now, why are you drawing the line at 14? Just asking. Well, just in my opinion, I don't think you find many 13-year-olds out there that are ready to get into a late model. How come you reckon they don't give 14-year-olds driver's licenses? Uh, well, that's being on the highway with a lot of other people. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. At least when you're on a racetrack, you know, you get a chance to learn, you know, and you're not with, you're not going to cause a major major pileup and kill 150, 200 people, you know. A race car, uh, you got a lot, a lot different cage. 
you know, you got more protection. That's true. And I think probably they're taking it, and hopefully they're taking it seriously, and they're being trained and they're being provided good guidance from their parents and from the people that are mentoring them in their racing career. Rex, do you get many kids that the first thing that they've raced is these trucks, or are they usually coming from uh, other racing classes? Well, honestly, I've only been into the racing here at this track since last May. I've, you know, we've been in racing for a lot longer, but as far as owning the track, being one of the owners, um, I really don't know at the moment. You know, Bobby started that truck thing, and I know some kids when he started it that got in there, you know, at the age of 12 and, and started racing a truck right off. I don't have a problem with that. What I'm going to do with the truck thing is I'm going to do seminars. You know, they can come here and take it, do a seminar, a free seminar on a Sunday and help these kids. And when they come out to race, they're ready to race. We're going to run the kids twice a month. And I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a helpful event for the kids because there's no other track down this way that they're going to be able to run anyway. I think it's a great thing. You know, I, I'm not against the kids racing. I just have always been for, I think they allow them to race a little bit too early today, and they let them get in super late models when they're 15 years old. And I just think that they should uh, you know, think about that stuff. So the kid will have something to race when he's, you know, 20. Because if he gets into a super late model at 15, chances are he's probably not going to race anything else but a late model. Yeah, I don't. I don't think a kid should get in one 13, 14 years of age. Period. Right. A truck, you're going to hold them down. You're not running the speeds of a late model. Yeah, they're a very beginner class, and I think it's been it's a great class for the kids, especially if they just keep kids on the track at the same time. You know, sometimes with car counts, they'll throw adults out to race sometimes with the trucks, and uh, I think that that kind of uh, that could be a cause for some concern if there's a wreck that involves a kid and an adult. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, we actually, I'll tell you, I look to average 100 to 125 car, cars a night here. And besides the go-kart track, we've just uh, revamped it, enlarged it to a fifth mile. The go-kart track's going to be awesome. I mean, one of the best in the state. And uh, I'm aiming to make Arvindale back on the map. You know, it's not just me, it's the whole staff here my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, and all the employees. We're going to put it back on the map where it should be. Well, from everybody here at Inside Florida Racing, I think I can speak for all of them. And we, we wish you the best of luck in 2008 with your endeavors. And all of you, may you have good racing this year. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Um, Rex, I was going to ask you, um, you know, we talked to um, people not just here in Florida but around the country, and this thing about the economy keeps coming up. Um, how do you see that? I mean, is it? Well, I don't see it bothering us at the moment because I've got plenty of racers that are registering their cars here. I've got racers from other tracks that are registering here, and uh, this is. A matter of fact, I took a three-day vacation. Just got back today. My phone's been ringing off the hook. Um, I think it's a great thing. I really don't think the economy is going to hurt the racer. A racer is a racer. They're going to do what they can do. To afford to race it i do try to keep the expenses down here for them but i'm also putting something back out for them you know if they're going to race here they're going to race they're going to want a decent points first year you know and um, they look forward to that so it's, even though the economy might be a little weak right now i personally think they're going to make it somehow to where they can show up and do an activity for a weekend some some of your families that race out here this is all they do on the weekend exactly it's, uh, something they can get together and they'll do as a, as a family and you know 
It wasn't ever that way in my house because my wife doesn't like racing. Right. So she has to now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Auburndale's in a good place, you know, uh, with Tampa not being far and with no track in uh, Clearwater anymore. So you picked up a lot of guys that have been sitting around and not racing and been wanting to race, hoping that you'd open that track, you know, back up. So um, I believe that's working to your advantage. I think down south down here there's too many people got boats. Too many people boating and stuff, so it kind of affects, you know, us down here in the south because we're not a metropolis. There's no metropolis like Tampa to feed us, you know, here down south. Well, we do have a big crash of Rama coming up February the 9th. Uh, February 1st and 2nd, we run a speed fest. That's all of our, instead of bringing in special classes, what we're doing for our racers is we're break, making it two nights of racing for your class, you know, giving them something to look forward to. And uh, then we have the following week, February 9th, uh, the Crash-O-Rama. And I'm really looking forward to that. I had looked at the one Don Rome put on over in Orlando. It was absolutely great. And um, Is that a late model race? No, that was Crash-O-Rama. <laughs> he, he's fooling with you there, Rex. I like the Crash-O-Rama. That's where they tear the heck out of all that. Yeah, I've, I've been involved in many of them. Yeah, they... they uh, <laughs> make sure you're down for that one that's a wild night yeah they, they they when especially the ones they do at orlando they pack them in what yeah and i'm hoping to do the same here i i'm getting ready to redo the uh fencing on the track but uh i don't think i'm going to do it till after february tonight because i'm afraid it might be scoring. <laughs> probably you you said a few minutes ago that you try to do uh as much as you can to keep the cost down for the racers yep what are the what are some examples um, well, that, I kind of keep the fuel cost as low as I can. Like, at least they can still come here and buy fuel for six fifty a gallon. You can't even buy that at the Snoco for that, and I sell Snoco fuel, you know. And uh, parts, I've got a new parts guy coming in. Uh, try to keep the parts down, you know. They need parts for their cars. And, uh, I'm not raising the pit prices. I'm not raising the grandstand prices. I actually lowered those. Do you what have tires? entry fees? Pardon me? Entry fees? I still didn't understand you. Entry fees? Entry fees is what she's Entry fees are the same. I didn't raise any of those. You know, you come in here, like, Darbondale, it's 25 bucks to get in the pits. That's your entry fee, too. We're not raising any of that. What about your late model races? You charge an entry on your late model races? Yes, I do. And uh, what kind of tires do you guys run there? American Racers. American Racers. You sell them there at the track? Yes, sir. How much are they a set? Uh, late model tires run, let's see, 484 set. Very nice. And what do you, what do you charge at front gate? I missed that. For fans? I don't, I charge a family pack, a family of four is $25. That's two adults and two kids. Or it's $12 for an adult, $10 for a senior if you come by yourself. Anything under five is free. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. The prices uh, are great. Yeah, well. Uh, we, we've been there before, you know, and. I feel like if you treat your 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 people right, they're going to buy something in that concession stand. Yep. You know, so you put good food out there, they're going to buy the food. They're going to come here. They're going to eat here instead of going to McDonald's, you know. so. Let me ask you something, Rex. You go, you go to many races yourself any around Florida? I go all over. So yeah. you've been around the tracks, and you've done a little bit of watching of racing before you structured your place there, huh? Exactly. Well, hallelujah, man. That's why you're doing a good job. Uh, good luck in 2008. We got to go. We got to talk to a bunch of you uh, promoters and track owners tonight. But uh, thanks for coming on Inside Florida Racing. Thanks for calling. All right, man. Take Night, it easy. Rex. There you have it with Auburndale. Um, you know, 
there's got to be something said to that. And I think that some of my other buddies out here who are promoters and who are track owners need to spend the time at other racetracks. Now, I see John Sapricone. He makes his way around down south to, you know, watch races that are going on. He goes um, around from time to time when he can. He we does. we go around from time to time to races, and we watch things that are going on, and we sit and we talk about other tracks. We're not going to really talk about, you know, what we talk about. But yeah, I'm um, looking forward I, to our next road trip, guys. Yeah, I think that it's important that you promoters and track owners that are listening out there spend the time to become a fan again. Go watch some of the other tracks. See what some of the other tracks are doing. Go to you asphalt guys. Go to a dirt race. Go see what's happening at the dirt track. You guys that own these dirt tracks, go to an asphalt track. Or if you want to be like uh, my man Mike Peters over there, turn your asphalt track into a dirt track. That's an idea. Well, we're going to talk. Are we talking to him today? Yes, as a matter of fact, we're going to talk to him at the top of the hour at 8 Good. o'clock. At 8 o'clock, we're going to talk about what it's like to go from asphalt to dirt in a matter of days. Uh, that's interesting. If we can get him off of his uh, G.I. Joe combat, Nintendo, PlayStation, war game, whatever it is. I can't <laughs> say anything because I'm stuck on aviation. There you go. I'm stuck on flying stuff. I want to get a pilot's license. See, now, Carol, I don't get into video games. What about you? No, no way. No. No. Oh, you guys have never sat in front of a fr- flight simulator and had a real joystick. I've. You don't know what it's like to have a joystick. <laughs> I know what a joystick is I like. I played though. with a joystick before. That's right. right. <laughs> we probably get more mileage than That's they right. do. You guys need to get your mind out of the gutter. You need to get your mind out of the gutter. No, it's um, so much fun down here in the gutter. But, you know, uh, like you said, we're at the top of the hour. We're going to talk with Mike there. And we're going to talk. Are we talking to uh, Mr. Anderson today about him going dirt racing? Yep. Second, second hour is pretty much we're going to be talking about dirt. Great. Do we have oh, a couple? I like dirt. Are we ready to take oh, a break again? You, do you want a break? Well, I just want to get them out of do the you, way. Do you think you deserve a break? He deserves a break today. Yeah. You deserve a break today. He's got a little baby keeping him busy. Yeah, Robbie Jr. is doing great. Doing great, man. He'll have a steering wheel in his hand in no time. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we're going to break. Oh, who's coming on after break?
All right, well, who, who's we coming on this show? On the phone. Who's next? I think we have who's Mr. Coming? Critter on the phone. Mr. Critter? How are we doing, guys? What's Hi, going happy on? Happy New Year. And gal. <laughs> Tell us about the 2008 uh, Citrus County Speedway schedule. What's going on? What's the big news? Big news? I've got no real big news this year for uh, for 08. Uh, we have scaled back a little bit on uh, some of the traveling series. Um but uh, all in all, we're, we're going to try and concentrate a little bit more on local drivers, as we've spoken before about that. Uh, I got confirmation today that uh, it looks like we are going to go over to a transponder system and try it out this year. Oh. And uh, if we're happy with it, then we're going to go uh, all out with it in 2009. Oh, explain that a little bit to some of the folks that don't know what you just said. Uh, well, there's a they have a transponder system that we can put into the cars and uh supposedly and like i said supposedly we're going to try it out and uh it supposedly keeps better track of uh the scoring situation because that that's one one area that probably every track in the state of florida has got complaints about you know cars across the finish line and guys think they're in front of somebody and you know they don't want to give that spot back if you have a caution and so on and so forth so the electronic scoring system, they say, seems to be the best way to go with it. So we're going we're gonna to purchase one, and uh, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to experiment with it this year with a, you know, a different class every week. And uh, if we're happy with it at the end of the year, then we're going to probably uh, go to it for sure in 09. So uh, tell me something real quick. Uh, sure. Um, where will these things be located at? Because some cars have... Uh, longer noses than others so if they won by a nose the transponder might say no because of the location of the transponder he didn't win yeah they're located in different spots in uh, in all the in uh, you know it depends on the class and, and i'm sure uh you know depends on uh where like nascar puts them uh, coming off the back bumper 
You know, they're like in the rear end area. So, you know, winning by a nose really doesn't matter much there. But, uh, I mean, there's you can put them in different places. We will probably try and measure off of the front bumper the same distance back, you know, in all the cars. Well, if NASCAR has theirs on the back, yeah. um, when they come down to a photo finish, they go by whoever's nose passes the finish line first. So I assume so, yeah. Get you a camera, Critter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, but, yeah. I, and, I mean, I personally don't understand why they have it in the rear, but uh, maybe it's due to the heat, you know, coming off the engine in the engine compartment or something. Right, it could be. Uh, well, that'd be a good question to ask one of those... Uh, NASCAR shows that we there have so go. many of on this uh, Real Racing <laughs> yeah. Network that we're on. But, uh, the only thing is you've got you've to try and locate it in the same spot on all the cars is, is the biggest thing. All right. Well, you know, uh, that's a good deal for you. Uh, tell us, uh, what, what's it like uh, having a scoring system done by uh, people? How many scores does it take to score these races on a regular night? Uh, we have three scores on a regular night. That's amazing that three of them can take care of it, isn't it? It, it is. It, you know, uh, I've sat up there a couple of times up in that tower, and and uh, I just I, I start watching this, and, and I watch how they do it and what they do, and I, I know I couldn't do it. No, <laughs> me either. I'm surprised they ever got you out of that tech shed. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not trying to stay out of there anymore. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, Travis over there in the tech area now, and he does an excellent job for me over there, man. Uh, hey, Fiddler. And one of the best things that we've done is, hi- is hired him and had him do that. I'm talking to Jack. He's over there fiddling with stuff inside of his desk, and he's <laughs> making all kinds of noise. Wasn't, um, wasn't bothering you a bit, was it, Critter? <laughs> no, nah, he didn't hear it. <laughs> Critter, uh, what kind of uh, late model shows are you going to have this year? Are you running weekly shows, or uh, are you going to run some big ones? What's going on? I think we lost Critter. Critter! See, you fiddled around there too much. We lost him. Uh, we lost him. Uh, well, that's too bad. I wanted to know what kind of late model shows they were going to have and if they're going to run every week. I know they run, I think, every other weekend. They run uh, late model shows there, uh, just 30-lap late model shows, you know, which mm-hmm. uh, I think is a good idea, you know. And and in talking about that, you know how tracks like to have their backbone racers um, and today, you really don't have tracks that have these 30-lap uh, late model shows. And they're really exciting. Sunshine used to have 30-lap late model shows every week. And they'd run uh, heat races instead of qualifying. Mm-hmm. So uh, cars would get tore up a little bit there. And then they would, you know, run their race. So uh, you know how we went to the dirt races and we saw the crate, crate uh, late models, yes. the crate motors, the two different motors that they had and how they worked mm-hmm. there at the track. And it was a, a great race. Um, I think what would be a great idea for a racetrack to think about and I've tried to explain this to one of our other promoters that wouldn't let me tell him this the other day. Yeah. Um, these motors cost 2900 and 4900 The guys that run the 2900 motor get a 150-pound weight break over the other guys. So um, what do you think about these local shows, local racetrack running twice a week, 30-lap races, using uh, late models that only have the crate. those crate motors in them? And it would be affordable. Very affordable. They run I, on regular gas. They run thirty I, laps, and, and I then, agree uh, with you. And then I think you only have great. to pay. You only have to pay them like a thousand to win, or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it'd be a low purse. You, I think we'd have higher car counts. Oh, Critter, what we were talking about when we got cut off with you is I, I started talking about we went to East Bay and we watched crate late models race there with these two different crate motors, one that's twenty nine hundred bucks and one that's forty nine hundred bucks. Right. And there was a hundred and fifty pound weight break between them. You had to have that motor, and they didn't really care what kind of car you had. 
had to have that kind of motor in it. So I started thinking, I know that you guys have always run super late models, 30-lap races or 35-lap races or whatever, um, right. uh, twice a month. Um, and I was thinking, you know, for a, a track that wanted to have an affordable late model program and run it, you know, uh, twice a month, what do you think about the, the crate motors and going to uh, something like that where you've got a tech shed that actually can, you know, do some uh, officiating over them? Um, I personally think it's a great thing, you know. Uh, you know, racing is getting very expensive, and uh, that could definitely make it affordable. I mean, there's a lot of late models and super late models sitting in guys' garages that they can't afford to build a motor, and they can't, you know, so they don't race the thing. Exactly. I, I think mean, car counts would go up at all the tracks. Sure. Well, I think we we actually, in 09, we are going to make our limited sportsman classes go to a crate motor, and we are talking to the late models, and we're going to try and talk them into going to it in 09 also. Well, I know that the... There's got to be some um, money that would come back uh, for point money if they went to running these crate crate motors and uh, you had series that were running on them. I, I've always thought, thought that for these street stock classes and stuff, right. oh, man, that's the best thing in the world. You know, if you had a, you know, a $2,900 motor, that's the most that you can put into your motor. And, and uh, you know, these guys are running. I, I talked to Sean Smith, man, he ran the whole season on his motor. Right. You know, and uh, the dirt's got to be harder on them than the asphalt. So. Oh, without a doubt. Without a uh, doubt. Something yeah, to think about. Definitely looking into it. Um, we have, like I said, in 09, we are going to put our limited sportsman on them. And uh, I am trying to talk my late models into going to it. You know, some um, it, it's a hard thing to do to try and talk the guys into change, you know. Well, what, what you just have to do is just run you, you know, five or six uh, super late model races during the year. Right. And then, uh, you know, you you run your weekly show. I think that you'll see you'll have more cars that will continually come right. and get involved because it's just it's just getting ridiculous. But sure. I don't know what the true answer to late model racing is going to be, but I tell you what, that dirt series that runs those crate motors, they got a lot of cars that showed up, and it was very and competitive. And fans, the fans will come out for it. Well, the fans don't know the difference. That's another thing I wanted to say, Jack. No, but, me. I, but I mean, if they you don't know have, the difference. I know, I'm not saying, but, but if they know late models are running consistently, they're there. With a they're lot of cars. With a lot of cars, That's a great right. car, they are going to come out. They don't need to know the difference in the motor. They don't care, but, you're right. But the fact that they know, wow, this Saturday night again, there's going to be late models and there's going to be a lot of them, cool. And they're well, going to come out for that. Critter, and well, that is well, what we need. What's your late model average? You you average over 20, right? Yeah. he's. We're, we're right at 20, yeah. Yeah. That's and, pretty and, good nowadays. Well, yeah. uh, you know what? You say that, just like you said, that's pretty good nowadays. Well, but I'd like to see well, nowadays, You know something they didn't have back then? You know what late model racing used to be? It was run with your brum. Well, I was they, just going to say, have. that's my favorite kind of racing. And, and you know why it is? Because of the shape of the cars and everything. I don't think that the fans, you don't really care what motor's in them, do you? Not really. All this motor stuff drives her crazy because she's right. a super fan. The, and, the biggest but, complaint that I've heard... Uh, and, and of course, it, and that is from the drivers. Is it's a follow the leader thing because everybody's on the same. They've all got the right. exact motor. Yeah, but uh, I think if oh, in the uh, in the uh, with the crate motors. Yes, sir. You know that's that is an interesting. Uh, that's I went to a number of the ASA late model races, and uh-huh. and those are the crate deal. Right. And although the races were pretty interesting, 
I mean, at least I thought, I mean, from my perspective, I thought they were, most of them were pretty good races. Sure. It was that way. Right. Um, it's going to be hard for 25 guys uh, for that very tail car, even if he's the best of the best, to come to the front. Oh, ain't no doubt. Well, that's you know? good. That it, makes for good racing. What they would do is, is they had a deal where they invert at least, uh, I forget it, I forget right now what it was, but it was like seven, eight, or nine, something like that. Yeah, six, six or nine or something like that, and they would draw a pill, and so you'd get at least six. So if you were on the pole, you were definitely going to start sixth or seventh. Right. And none of those guys, I think one time in the South, the, the guy who, who actually got the pole won the race. Right. You know, because he couldn't, even though he had the fastest car in qualifying, he could not move past the other guys that were too close. I think racing's getting too robotic. I like the way guy would be under his hood working on his car all week, and if he makes his car the fastest, he's going to do the best. Yeah, but well, it's not. And most classes aren't run what you brung. They have and uh, they can cheat a like limit. crazy on the crates too. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, having a, well, having thought, a tech well, shed. I thought one of the uh, things about the crate motors was uh, the decreased cheating. Well, the, you seal them now, up. You seal them up. Do they done? And if you get caught. If you get caught, then there has to be a stiff penalty, mm-hmm. like in the race we were like at. We saw at East Bay, yeah. The point leader won the race. He, I mean, mm-hmm. he won the points that year, yeah. but he qualified Friday night. They had their banquet. I mean, late Friday night, mm-hmm. they had their banquet. And then on Saturday, they didn't even let him race, and they banned him for a full year for having the, his different wrong valves inside yeah. of it. So what, do you, what do you think, Don? You're just going to give it a shot and see how it goes, huh? Well, we're still talking about it, and I had uh, talked to the GM rep that's in charge of the uh, the crate motors uh, at PRI, and he was saying that they were going to have some kind of a a new press release sometime in January, and he was going to let me know about it on, I I assume it's going to be a better way to leave these motors sealed and, uh, and find that they've been tampered with a a whole lot easier. That's a well, one good idea. That'll be good because I think at small racetracks, yours included, when yep. I say that, I think that these cars are just as well as a super late model because the super late models, even, and I, that's what I am. I race super late models. I mean, I, I'd be getting in one of these cars and I'd be like, man, this thing's a pig. Yeah. But the and thing that's is, one of the complaints. If you have well, the, the everybody. The complaint that I have about it is, yeah, and you and I have, we've probably been to, uh, you know, a couple of hundred thousand races. The, the man with the most money, for the most part, is going to be the man out front. That's right. It's always that way. Yeah. So, so if we take the motor part away from him, right. if we take the motor part out of his hands. Oh, it's driver. Yeah, then it's driver and car because there's a driver lot you can do with the car. I mean, Mike Franklin Jr., man, that guy, he, you give him, if you put him in one of these crate late model races, and I guarantee you he's going to outdrive a lot of the people there because right. of his knowledge of racing cars, you know. Well, the thing about the, about going to a crate motor is it's really it's going to be up to the driver and the chassis setup. It's not about the money in your pocket. And and that's what we're trying. That's what we talked about was the economic thing. That's right. what it started. So, right. you know, it's good to have another point of view of that critter. You know, like we always say, we never know what the answer is. The racers yeah. are always going to make the uh, decision ultimately. Oh yeah, and the thing about it is it's so hard to make a decision like that without getting the input from these guys because you don't want to you don't want to anger them all and then and then they turn around they leave and you don't see them again you know mm-hmm. well keep talking to that gm rep drivers happy also you know you want you've got fans to please you've got drivers to please 
you know, and of course, in my case, I've got an owner to please. So. <laughs> and you probably have a better chance of pleasing the owner than you do the drivers or the fans. Oh, sure. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know, if if you keep your if you keep your payout the same and you make your points banquet a little bit fatter because you're running these motors in there, that's what your guys that run every week want to hear. Sure. So you know, good luck with that critter. Uh, you know. Um, I hope that it works out for you. No matter what happens, you, at, uh, 2008 is a good racing year for you. You got the 19th coming up. What? Uh, you know, it's, so far it's looking. At, it looks like it's going to be a good one. What's the deal on the 19th? Uh, the 19th is uh, we have a 50 lap super late model race, uh, 50 lap four cylinder or we have four cylinder bomber, 50 lap mini stock, 50 lap street stock or not street stock. I'm sorry, uh, figure eight. And I believe my peers are racing also a 50-lapper, if I'm not mistaken. And that's that's in January, right? Not December. Right. January 19th. <laughs> hey, have uh, you had the uh, Outlaw Street Stocks come race there at your place yet? I'm sorry? Have you had these uh, Florida Outlaw Street Stocks guys come race at your track yet? They have not, no, sir. You need to talk to them, man. they got a good program going on. They put on a great race down in Port Charlotte the other day. Gary LaPlante, yeah. yeah, talk to him. Excellent show. No, Gary. Yeah, they got that buddy race they put on, man. It sounds real good, and I think they need to go some more tracks all over Florida and do that, and it would be a good show. Very entertaining. Us fans loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Critter, we wish you a very happy new year. and uh, Is they, they won't, I don't believe they will allow my street stocks to race with them, so... They kind of feel left out, you know, when I when I bring mm. like that in. Now they did open up the thing uh, in this deal. If you run your track's rule book, uh-huh. you just have to bring the rule book with you, so you have to abide by the rules of your track. Okay. So that's interesting. Maybe uh, you just have to see how it works out, you know. Yeah, we're just gonna have to give it a shot and hope for the best. All right, hope 2008's great. Uh, take it easy, critter, with uh, Charlotte County. I mean, uh, Citrus County Speedway. I'm sorry. Have a great year of racing. I appreciate it. All right, take it easy. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. another uh, great racing facility, Asphalt Racing. Uh, three yeah. asphalt tracks we uh, track promoters we just talked to, and one of them is three eighth mile. One of them is a qu- two of them are quarter miles. Yeah, the Citrus is a fast racetrack. It's a fast racetrack. No very doubt. fast, very fast. fast. And there's some passing that goes on, and uh, it's very. You know, fast, I, I think that. Uh, He's always said, I used to race my late mile there. That's what I did after Florida Pro Series. I went and ran there. and I, They always said good program, good fans, a lot of fans. They love racing there. It's a good know. program. Good and, car counts, yeah. good everything. There's no monkey business. The cars, you get 150 cars uh-huh. in the pits. They come out. They do their thing. They don't monkey around with it. They don't waste a lot of time. Yeah, I think the fans set a lot of the atmosphere, you know, at these racetracks, and it gives you that feeling, you know, when you're sitting in the grandstands and it's full, mm-hmm. you know, you really get a feeling of, wow, you know, this is a. This is a cool, you know, cool deal. As as a driver, as a, as, as a driver too, when you go to these racetracks and the grandstands are full, um, Citrus has grandstands on both sides of the racetrack. Oh. So see, it gives you a little bit different feeling when you're there. All your pit people, like DeSoto. Uh, yeah, they they, they have bigger grandstands on the uh, pit side than they do on the, and just as big on the. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. The way it's, it's interesting. Set up. It's interesting, and and the track is very very fast. Yeah, that's why Very I say fast. it's it's these promoters and track owners. They need to go to some of these other tracks and they need to watch some of this. Oh, that was one of the coolest things you said. You know that whole thing. We'll get into that in a minute. Let's take a break. Yeah. Okay.
Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to Five Star Race Car Bodies. Five Star Race Car Bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, Five Star has one driving passion, to help you win. Five Star Race Bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today, fivestarbodies.com. Way down yonder in the bio country in dear old Louisiana That's where lives my Cajun baby, the first one in the land Her teeth are white and pearly, high black as coal Wouldn't trade my Cajun baby for the world's gold Way down yonder in the bio country in dear old Louisiana My heart's been... Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. All-You-Can-Eat Buffet Inventor. Mr. All-You-Can-Eat Buffet Inventor. You've given us the real American dream. A tray, 15 feet of food, and a little sign that says, Go nuts, buddy. Pinch me, I'm dreaming. Pushing side dish innovation to its limits, you offer creamed everything and 400 flavors of gelatin. If there's beef, you'll chip it. If there's chicken, you'll fry it. And if there's gravy, well, then everything's going to be okay. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light buffet, boy. You know the way to a man's heart and a few hundred tasty ways to challenge it. Mr. All-You-Can-Eat Buffet Inventor. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, these two women are sitting here talking about food. That's all they're doing is talking about food. We haven't eaten yet either. Hey, well, you know, we're just commenting on the changes and concessions at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. And kudos to Duran, who's now taking over the kitchen and working in there. And it's just with the upgrades, it's very nice. They've put in seating. Jack, help me. Who's on the phone? And it's and it's nice. Yeah, we're going to get away from this woman <laughs> stuff, man. We got, oh dirty, we got Dirty Mike on the phone. Dirty Mike, uh, welcome to Inside Florida Racing, man. Uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, you got your ears on? Welcome to the show. What do you got? You got dirt in your ears? What's up? I can't hear. <laughs> Tell us about what it's like to be the dirt man now. Oh, man. Am I on the air yet? Yeah. Yes, you are. Are you excited? Were you not ready? We catch you with your pants down? Whoop. No. Playing commercials on the air. Are you guys time delayed? Uh, well, it could yeah, be delayed yes, to you a yes, little bit. Yes, yes, it is time delayed. So if you're listening in case to turn us. Turn down your computer speakers. Yes. Don't listen to that. Just listen to uh, what you yeah. have on your phone. That's in case Cece or Carol curses so we can uh, edit we don't it right keep, out. Mike knows me. I you don't You can't do trust women in the pits or oh in a studio. Oh, my good. Oh, Carol, what are we going to do with these men? Now, tell us about your food at your place. Is your food any good at your place, Mike, out there in Ocala? Yeah, our food's out of this world. Yeah. yeah well, we're bringing the Zuber dog this year. 
What is that? The super dogs. Bring in the super dogs. Really? What is that? Like a big old prano pup? Onions on it, cheese on it. Really? We're also bring in the walking taco, but I think we ought to call it the dirty taco. Tacos? Now that's a heck of a good idea. Mm. Well, we'll be sure to come see you when we do our Inside Florida Racing Day over there at uh, Ocala. We'll come see you to get our opening uh, cafe- day cafeteria pass. Opening day, man. That place is going to be. You'll be able to stand out on the highway before you get in. Uh, for all the Carnac people. Oh, we're clicking here. Are you there? Yeah. What was that? Okay. Say that again. That went out. I got a special spot for you right in turn four bleachers. I'm sure that's where you get all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. The course is going to be three wide. Sideways. I got chili on my shirt. I don't know whether to walk wild out. Listen to him. Has he changed or what? What am I going to do? I quiet. The announcer Scott McAllister. He sounds like he wants to be the Hulk. <laughs> that is that is that is his imitation of Scott McAllister. No uh, doubt about it. Well, for crying out loud, he's got Wild Child in the flag stand, Scott McAllister on the microphone, dirt on the track. How can he go wrong? So, how many cars have you put out there now? We haven't put any. We put a work <laughs> truck out there. You're still watering it, still packing it. Rich Pratt showed up on a well. We packed, we graded it on a Friday night when we finished. We packed it and rolled it. So it was ready for some big rains on Sunday. We got three inches of rain. It didn't even put a dent in the track. The track was actually ready to race on Sunday afternoon after the heavy rain. And uh, Rich Pratt stopped by. And Of course, I, I, I was bound to throw him not let anybody on the track until opening day. So we treated everybody the same, and everybody got to come out at the same time. But, of course, Angie was bugging the heck out of me. Come on, I was the one I let go for a ride in the truck. Let Rich Pratt drive me around the track. <laughs> So they went out and flogged my pickup truck at the track, this Ocala Speedway work truck. And, uh, man, they were having a ball. That thing was sideways all the way around the corners. When they pulled off the track, it had a flat left front tire. Uh, now, does, does turn four make more sense with dirt on it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it would seem. And you know what? The groove totally changed. Uh, when Rich Pratt, I got, in, I got in the truck afterwards. When he was going into the turns, I could. I thought I could have reached out and touched the wall in turn three and turn four. I mean, we were all the way at the top sideways. Wow. Well, I usually sit in the first row on turn one, so I better move, right? <laughs> well, is this going to cut down on some of your grandstand seating that you're going to have, some of your quality seating, or is it, is it only certain areas that are going to get dirt thrown on it now? No, turn four bleachers and the far, far pit bleachers in the pits will probably get the dirtiest. Uh <laughs> But it's dirt racing, man. They like that. Oh, I love the dirt. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see that you're excited. Uh, I know that uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of people that are excited about the the change and uh, going back to dirt. It's not really a change. It's kind of a going back to kind of like a lady that's blonde for a few years and goes back to being a brunette. And, and Ken Kenny's come bringing his show on the opening day, right? They're coming on uh, opening night. We're going to have 30 to 40 late models there. What's opening night? The one the Palm Memorial is going to be insane this year. Yes. We got the American Sprint Car Series coming. We got the Sprint Car Series coming. We got the Florida Mini Sprints coming. Oh, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> what is? When when is opening night? You have been hanging around with Scott. Dude, I'm is, telling is, you, I don't even feel like I'm talking to Mike Peters. Is, is that McAllister sitting there with you right now? Yeah, he, it is a little bit different from the last time we talked to him. I am fired up. 
He's usually very so quiet, your, meek mannered man. Is your late model race going to be the the crate series, or what series is it? Well, part of those rules they have the crate motor, uh, the crate motor cars can run them. They got to weigh twenty two fifty. Now, part of our normal weekly rules, the national late model series rules, also allow the crate motors to run with a little bit of, of a weight break. I was a proponent, and still I am, and supporter of the crate motor side of the house on asphalt. It's a tougher sell on asphalt because the track conditions, although they change, they don't change as drastically as they do on dirt. Right. One of the things that I like about it so much, I spent a lot of time on that track when it was asphalt, blowing it off, putting traction compound on it, doing everything I possibly could to promote more side-by-side racing. But now I got something that will work back with me. If they're running low, I can go out and put water on the track in intermission. If they're high, I can put water on the track. I can put water on the whole track. I can totally change the dynamics of the racing in the evening's event, and that's what I like about it so much. It's like being the track god, isn't it? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot to learn as far as that track is concerned in terms of uh, grooming and maintenance and, and preparation for race night. But I'm going to stick with it and get to the point where I'll make it do whatever I do. And one of the reasons the dirt world has warmed up so much more to crate motors is because on any given night, depending on track conditions, crate motor car might be the faster car. Right, yeah. And a late model car might be the faster car. It's a roll of the dice. What's your first night, Mike? February 29th. 29th. And what, what month is the Powell? June? The first weekend in June, June 6th. June 6th. Well, I got a feeling you are going to have one heck of a year. We're, we're, we're pumped. We're excited about it. I can't wait. we got to get the thing going here. we got to get the doors open, and we got to get the cars on the track for racing. Yeah, they got to do something so you'll calm down a little bit. Jeez. I didn't understand something. Maybe you can uh, – I haven't talked to Ken about this. I didn't understand the leap year clash thing. I read read what he said, but I didn't get it. Why, what's the deal with, like, having to wait 35 more years? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, he, he got anyway. Excuse, Jack, he got into some bad medicine. He's caught every thirty-five years. Yeah, well, he says it happens once every forty-five years that Ocala goes back to dirt. I see. That must have been what it is. It's called a leap year clash. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, three thousand to win at Ocala Speedway on the 29th. Well, I'm excited for you, and I hope that we can be there to see it all go off. And uh, I'll make sure I come get my cafeteria ticket from you. Yes. <laughs> It sounds like we're planning another road trip. Look forward to coming up to your track. What? Um, That's what, what? What? What do you still have to do, Mike, to get ready for this deal? Uh, I got one or two little pieces of equipment lined up. Nothing really big. I mean, I got a second water truck coming. Uh, I got a a tractor on its way in the next week. Um, little little things that we may not use right off the right off the bat, but they're things that I'm going to have there all year. Uh, just different tools, you know, that will be available to us if we need it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want three months into the season and say, hey, we need uh, we need one of these or we need one of those. And then as far as the, uh, the track itself, we just got some dress-up work to do around the bottom of the track where it meets the grass. Um, and that's really about it. 
So is there any drains that you put underneath there to kind of help drain the water out of it? Or what's going on when it rains, you know, uh, that's going to be a new situation for you. When it rains, it just, it's like, that it is so hard out there. As long as it stays packed, it's so hard out there. It, I mean, we got three, we got three inches of rain on Sunday, the day after we finished the thing, and it just rolled off of it like it was asphalt. It all went into the infield. The infield, I've already got a drain, an existing drain in the middle of the infield that goes underneath the track and out to a retention pond. Right. Well, was the uh, infield drain, uh, was all your clay down in there, or is the clay holding? No, it just stayed right there. I mean, well, that's cool. ran off of it, really. Well, that's good, man. Uh, sounds good, Mike. I know you're going to have an exciting 2008. Everybody's uh, excited to see uh, how it's going to all play out. And uh, the first day with cars on the track is going to be exciting for you. I don't know how they're going to be able to contain you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be crazy, I'm sure. You'll be out there cutting promos. They're going to give you the microphone. You're going to go, what do y'all think about my track now? Look at it now. Dirt, what do you think? I said it's dirt, baby. Dirt. I bet you could sell a thousand <laughs> pairs of uh, safety glasses in a month. Oh, Seriously, I bring mine with me. Oh, don't worry. He'll be selling them. Oh, yeah. So, so Mike, Mike, on another note, what war are we involved in now there? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, know you're up, I know you're up to something with the... An M16, or, an, uh, 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 or actually an F86 or something. What, what was that deal? <laughs> I, I play video games once in a while. I like playing war games. Third, you know, third, per, third party. Very, very realistic. Probably has something to do with being in the military at an early age, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> That's cool. What's your favorite one? Medal of Honor or Call of Duty. Wow. Did I you do dirt game too that I dig a lot? It's a lot of fun. Dirt racing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I doubt. Black flagged all the time because I push everybody into the walls. <laughs> well, we're going to talk. Why, that's why you're not allowed to race. You're only allowed to be the owner. No racing for you. No real racing for you. <laughs> all right, folks. Mike Peters, Ocala Speedway, dirt. What's the date again? Twenty nine. February twenty nine. And we'll be there with bells on our toes. Yeah, Mike, we're going to talk here in a few minutes. We're going to talk to Wayne Anderson and uh, find out what his deal is with uh, dirt racing. I think we're also going to talk to Jeff uh, Choquette, too. Yeah, Wayne said something about he was coming over there to practice on the track, you know, before anybody races on it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that's one guy you do not let on there. I I think these dirt guys are finally going to get something they've always wanted. What can we do? To try to slow Wayne Anderson down. Well, let him buy a dirt car and let him come race with you, and that's what's going to happen. He's coming for that Palm Oil money. I don't know, man. Give him a while. That thing will be matted to the floor <laughs> sideways all the way around the track. I think he's going to have a blast in that thing. I don't want to see Wayne slow down. Wayne's exciting. Oh, now quit it. Nah, he won't slow down. The cars are going to be faster. Yeah, right. <laughs> nah, that, you, you, I don't think she's seen much dirt late model racing. I've seen plenty. I don't know. The prediction for us is the the dirt cars will be faster than the asphalt cars. I think so. When they come out of turn four, they will have them matted all the way around one and two and through the dogleg back into turn three. You need to buy some buses, Mike. For what? So that... so that Buses on dirt? No, 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 no. So that he can transport fans from South Florida up to his racetrack and they don't have to drive in their cars and spin their gas. Party race buses. Party race buses. I'm telling you, Mike, it's a hit.
Mike, just hey. just keep all your fans that you have there. You don't need these Southern fans. You're doing fine without them. Maybe I can pull some strings in the airline business and get a, a, a junket service going. There you go. Hey. I'm going to try to get my pilot's license. I can fly them one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got an airport around you there, Mike? Ocala Airport. Is it right there by you? Uh, about five miles away from the track. Then why don't you so come I- pick us up in Punta Gorda and bring us up there? I'm gonna I'm gonna have my hands full on February 29th. That's so, what I meant. Why is that, guys? I'm gonna look for the racetrack, okay, on my flight simulator game. When I go to the Ocala Airport, I'm gonna see if I see the racetrack by it. I'm gonna why fly we, over it. Why are we gonna be busy February 29th? Because that's the first day of dirt racing in a long time at Ocala Speedway. Because the show's back on at Ocala. <laughs> here he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you soon, man. Keep at it. <laughs> Happy New Year. Bye. Take it easy, Mike. There you have it. Dirt racing's back, baby. He's so funny. I've never seen him. I've like never this. heard him like that. That's he's funny. come out of his shell. He's been under the under the you know a dirt asphalt, rock all this time. Asphalt well, how down, happy I guess. are you when you're not doing great? You know when th- he's got an opportunity to really. Mm-hmm. You know what he sees. He sees car counts going up again. That's what he's going to like. He hasn't had that opportunity to. He's got a good thing going there. I think it's going to work out great. And he's got people like Wayne Anderson and Mike Bresnahan and Rich Pratt all going dirt racing. Jeff Chiquette's got a lot of experience in a sprint car. Now, Rob, there are going to be some dirt drivers coming over to race on asphalt. What What can fans expect? You know, to see dirt racers to asphalt or asphalt racers to dirt. Uh, some dirt racers going to be running on uh, asphalt at CCMP. Oh, yeah. And so what, what's going to be, you know, what's going to be the difference for them? Um, is it going to make it w- more exciting for the fans because it's going to be a big challenge for the dirt racers? I think the fans are going to love it because the cars look so much different than what they're used to. That's true. And uh, when they get these tires put on those dirt cars, they're going to get around the racetrack. Uh, pretty fast they're a lighter car they're a lot lighter car than what we normally run on the Mm -hmm. asphalt so i believe that you're going to see the dirt late models are going to be faster on the asphalt than the asphalt late models are that's what i think so it's going to mean it's an exciting race for all the fans ask jeff um, well jeff uh, Jeff. he'll back me up on that jeff tell him if if you got to race your dirt car on the asphalt wouldn't it fly around the track faster than the asphalt car i believe they've actually uh, they've actually tried that before. The National Lay Mall Sportsman Series has ran a couple asphalt races, and I think there's going to be one ran at Charlotte County this year. That's exactly why I'm asking this. I was wondering uh, what fans have. The reason why they're faster is one, they're lighter. Yes. Two, they have a lot more downforce than a regular yes. um, asphalt car just because of the way the bodies are shaped. And the way the frames are made, they, they flex a lot more, they give a lot more. Um, they got a lot more moving parts on them. They, it just, it's just, they're a lot better on asphalt. I mean, from what I've heard, they're a lot better on asphalt than the asphalt cars actually. So it's going to be an exciting night to watch this race. It's going to be a lot of fun. It should be. Are you going to race in it? Are you Uh, racing that crate model series, crate late model series? Uh, not, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I think it's a mixture, like super late model. I don't have a crate motor yet. Right. Um, I'm working on that, but I gotta. I'm still trying to get a crate motor to because it just seems like the crate motors are kind of taking over in the asphalt, but they're really taking over in the dirt. I mean, because I ran my super late model motor that has 650 horsepower, and 
I got outran by three or four crate motors last time I raced my dirt car. So wow. Now I'm, getting the, I'm working on getting the crate motor now. You were at the uh, the race at uh, East Bay Raceway. We were all there. We saw you there. Yes, got, it was. <laughs> show Cat. He shows up. Right. Where does he get to sit? He gets to sit up in the press tower. Yeah. He doesn't have to sit with the commoners. Didn't have to sit with us. Nice. No, didn't invite us up there. He, he no? gets to go up in the press tower. He's hot shot now. There was only two seats open. So, well, you'll agree then with us, I'm sure, that what a great race those guys put on. Um, yes and no. I mean, from the races that I've seen at East Bay, the races that I were involved, was involved in, there's just certain tracks that crate late models will work at, and there's certain tracks that I don't believe they will work at. Um, places like Hendry County, the shorter tracks, crate crate made crate motors are, are a lot better. But places like East Bay, I just think it, it, it took away the outside groove unless the guy was so much faster than the rest of the field that he could run the outside. But I just think it, it limited a lot of the cars to the bottom, and I don't. there wasn't as much passing that, that I've seen in the past. Um, at East Bay, yeah, I just, I, I, it was still a good show, but I think it could have been better. Right. Well, I think you had to wait for the cars to uh, kind of wear out instead of when they normally run their supers there. Obviously, a super can make things happen. Guys yeah. try to make things happen. They've got horsepower. They throw it to the outside. They work that horsepower, and uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it doesn't. So I noticed there with the crate late models in the dirt, it was a pretty much even show. Except for the guy that led most of the race there. He was killing everybody, you know. Um, yeah, that was that was actually, uh, I actually, I know the guy that, that drove that car. And, uh, he, 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 they said he would have made it the whole way. His tires looked fine. I guess uh, a piece of body brace came off and got hung up in the right front tire. And that, that's what ended up happening to him. He ended up popping a right front tire. But, yeah, he was, the 69 car was pretty dominant. And he. He would, I think, he would end up winning, winning the race. Yeah. So I mean, it. I just noticed that there was some dominance from some of the cars there, even though all the motors were the same, pretty much. And uh, I think it for the fans. See the, the thing that we stop doing, you know, is we stop being fans, and uh, you know that's why I like to go to some races every now and then, and I like to watch what's going on, and then you pick back up on these things that you miss when we're in the pits all the time, you know. Oh yeah. And. Uh, that's one thing that I noticed is that the fans enjoyed the races. The fans, they didn't know what size motors were in those cars that were racing out there. All they knew. Oh, they didn't have no idea. Yeah, all they knew is they watched, uh, you know, some guys do some really great racing out there, you know. And there's some guys that started in the back that, you know, didn't quite make it all the way to the front. But um, there were some guys that made it a long way. You know, Jeff, how about this? You know, when I saw this in, I think, in in the ASA late model deal and also like at that race at east bay and and other crate uh, late model races at east bay it seems that most of the real competitiveness happens right in the middle of the field um i think that's because you get um like are you talking are you talking about on the dirt or are you talking about on that on both of them it's well, I, I think like on the dirt like when we were watching the east bay show is like you get you have a flat few. Say you have a twenty car field. You have two or three, four cars that are extremely fast, and you have a lump sum of cars. Which the crate motors could be the reason why that evens them all out. Right. It, it brings the whole pack together. But you still have the three or four cars that are they just they've always always have been always will be 
have better setups than everybody else. And then, of course, you always have your back markers or guys that had problems that night. But I believe the, the crate motor has kind of evened up the playing field. You know, some guys can't go out and buy a $35,000 motor and, and have eight of them in their trailer. You know, they, they can afford that $10,000 crate motor, and that, I think that even, evens out the playing field a lot. Did any of those crate motors run up there at the uh, at the Derby? Um, I don't think any of them tried to race in the Derby, but they do run a snowflake. The tr- track's too big, huh? Uh, I just think the. Qu- I mean, if you could if you could get a crate motor car in into the Snowball Derby, you would run up front the whole day just because of after you come in the pit a couple laps later. I mean, your tires are so wore out that you're just hanging on for dear life. So. You could get a crate motor car in the show, which I believe the year, not last, well, maybe last year, I'm not sure what the poll was, but the year before that, I know, like, the top two or three cars, maybe four cars, would have made it, like, inside the top ten of the snowball. Hmm. They could have done that. They, they all four of them would have had a really good chance of winning. Yeah, that's a tough race there. Uh, tough race on the car, tough race on the tires, and uh, makes the driver really have to work. That's why, uh, you know... It's one six and one half a dozen in the other, man. A crate motor be no good at, at Lakeland or none of these big tracks. I don't think. I think it would be what I would say a boring show. But I've heard different. I've heard that it's not bad. Yeah, it it just all depends on where you go. I, I mean, a true test will be in Lakeland when um, the ASA late models come and and they run with the uh, with the fast car and the speed fest. Um, that'd be a true test. I mean, that's one of the biggest tracks kind of around the short track circuit, so. So that's your first race this year? Uh, I'm not racing the ASA race. I kind of haven't done a whole lot with my ASA car. We've been putting together a new car, and we've been working on our dirt car. So I won't be racing the ASA race. I'll be racing the Supers. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you're Lakeland. You'll be at Lakeland. Yeah, yeah. That'll be my first race of the year. Then we're going to do um, – actually, my first race of the year will be should be January 12th next weekend uh, at Henry County. Oh, that's right, at Henry County, yeah. They have a little dirt race out there. It's a 30-lapper. And then Speed Fest, then uh, uh, New Smyrna Speed Week. Better look out for Showtime. Showtime's going to get you. I hope not. <laughs> hey, Jeff, it's Carol. How you doing? Good. How's it going? Good, thanks. Look, what happened to you this weekend? I thought you were going to be coming down to Charlotte. Uh, no, I didn't have any plans. Oh, everybody was talking about you coming down and racing in that switch-off outlaw race. Oh, and the street stock race. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna do that with Jeff Sloan, but we I think we found about we found out about it too late and the cars that we called on were already taken. Of course I I don't we don't have a street stock of our own but uh we had to try to follow somebody else's and they were already taken. It just Jeff, yeah, I would have figured you what? I would have figured you you have a street stock or mini stock sitting around your garage just hanging just, around, man. No, I don't we we uh don't tend to keep things around. They, oh, we got a bunch of those coming up. I hope you're going to make it to at least one of them. Well, if we, um, maybe if you guys can can shoot me over an email or uh, let like give us a little bit in advance. Uh, well, the next get a car. for the for the next race um, is going to be on the 19th. January 19th is the next of uh, Gary Laplante's the Street Stock uh, Team event. Okay. And then off the top of my head, I don't know when the next one is after that but we can find out and let you know who who ended up winning 
Oh my goodness, Carol! Do you remember <laughs> the number seventy one oh, car one? Seventy one car one, but I don't. Darren I don't remember Ellis, the driver's name. Darren yeah. Ellis. Darren uh, Ellis and someone else. And um, Jefferson and Robert Crisp were Crisp, second. Robert Crisp. Yeah. Um, Jeff Schofield's waiting for you, so come on down. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great race. You would have enjoyed it. Yeah, I I've always enjoyed that. Ever since I've moved up to the to the faster car super late models and stuff, like my little brother's always been kind of a step behind me. So he he's ran many stocks, and I've raced his truck. Or not raced it. I've practiced it a couple times. But it's always fun. You you never know how fast you can go until you get in something. Mm-hmm. I used to race many stocks. You get in a super late model, then you can hold the car wide open around around the track. You just you never really know how fast you can go, and it's always fun to go back down and race. Well, I'll get a hold of the schedule from Gary, and I'll email it to you and make sure we get you down there. Okay. Yeah, give me a, a January 19th. I don't think I'll be able to make that one, but give me give me a couple months in advance so we can find a car and uh, plan out our schedules so it doesn't conflict with any other races and uh, be sure to make it down there before the end of the year. Hey, Jeff, you said something about Jeff Sloan. What's he up to? Uh, he's actually restoring a 63 split-window Corvette that I mm-hmm. Fully restored to, um, he's going to get his top flight award this weekend, which is, I mean, they they have like, uh, they go totally through your car, front to back, top to bottom, and um, it's it supposedly, he, he said he should get anywhere in the 98 percentile, which is almost fully restored and uh, wow. back to original. So he's going to get that this weekend. He's been working on that for a while now, I want to say over a year. What's up with him in racing? Um, he's, he's trying, I'm, I'm trying to talk him into getting a dirt car, actually, he's, he's wanting to race a modified, but, um, <laughs> he's still got his super late model that he raced at DeSoto two years ago, and, um, trying to talk him into getting a dirt car, but he's just trying to get his Corvette out of the way. He won that race, didn't he? Didn't he win a race? That, did he win that race? Uh, which one? The one you just referred to at DeSoto. Uh, he won a couple. He he won the he won the triple crown. He won. Uh, yeah. I think he won two other races down there that. Yeah. Not last year. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't seen Jeff in a while, but I remember he's been racing now for a while. He, he came to working the, at it. He came to the ASA races with me this year and helped yes. me out. That's Something cool. Tell him Bonehead said what's up. <laughs> I will. All right, we got to go. Have a good year, hun. We'll see you soon. Thank you. See you guys. Take Bye. it easy, Bye-bye. Jeff. Bye. Jeff Choquette, racer extraordinaire. Dirt, asphalt, doesn't matter. He'll That's race it. My little Tony Stewart. Stop it. <laughs> he is. <laughs> How could you cut him down like that? Oh, shut up. Bite your tongue. <laughs> Mike Peters is going to fly Tony down for us. For you? Yes. What the heck am I going to do nice. with him when I get him? Tony Stewart going to race? What else? What's he going to race? When's the Chili Bowl? Chili Bowl's coming, ain't it? Next week. Next week, Chili Bowl. Tony Stewart. Can he defend? You only know what I'm talking about. Big Tony Stewart fan. She has no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, well, what's the Chili Bowl? Chili Bowl, big dirt race. Tony Stewart won it last year. He's the champion. What He's track holds back. it? Where? Eldora? No. <laughs> what track's it at? It's at the Chili Bowl. It's indoors. It's indoors. Somewhere. I don't know where it's at. I figured you'd know. Big Tony Stewart fan oh, that is, you is are. Oh, is that the one that's at? I don't know like everything. in Oklahoma or that's something? Right. Yeah, yeah the one in Oklahoma. Woo-hoo! Good both girl. Both y'all's brains together. You got something. Oh. <laughs> So now, so you you said flying Tony Stewart down, or is he coming our way? No. 
Not you not in, in the near future. Ocala. In your, in your dreaming fantasies. out loud. Yes. Nah, wait, listen, on this show, we don't talk about Tony Stewart and guys like that. We talk about real race car drivers like Wayne Anderson, who's back with us again on All Inside right. Florida Racing. Hey, well, Wayne. Hello, Wayne. Rockin' hey, Wayne. What's up, Wayne Anderson? Oh, man, I'm just uh, just getting out of my race shop here, getting ready to walk in the house. So you working on that dirt car? Haven't got it yet, but it's on the way. What, do you got something brand new coming? Yeah, I sure do. Oh, a brand figures. new very right car coming. Now, what kind of motor are you going to put in it? Uh, I guess it's called the National Late Mall Series. So it's cr- one the, get one from Byron Corey. All right. Well, uh, what do you think? You ever raced dirt before? Not one time in my life have I. So oh, that's you'll going to be. You're going to have so much fun. You'll have it licked right off the bat. Well, I tell you, I hope y'all are right. I'm. Uh, I fear it's going to take me a while. I'm going to be struggling for a little while. Now he says he's not letting anybody on the track till the first day of races. So uh, where are you going to get your practice? <laughs> Watch out, East Bay. <laughs> I don't know. Wherever I have to, I need to get some. I'm for, that's for sure. That's right. Because I, I don't even know how to take off out of the pits because I think <laughs> they push the clutch in to take off instead of letting it out. I don't. Know. I don't know. I know one thing. There's two shocks on the left hand side. You figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> no, but well, it, I'm just. Uh, I'm really excited. I mean, I haven't. I, I feel like I've accomplished all there is to accomplish in short track racing. And I still love it, and I just want to do something different. I've been racing for 22 years, and I'm just looking for just some new excitement in my racing career, and I believe this is it. There's a lot of guys on the track that are glad you're trying something different. Well, I, I take that as a compliment. No, I, I, it was a compliment. It was a compliment, because oh. you always win. You know what Wayne's doing. He's trying to secure that James Powell Memorial money. He can't <laughs> see that money going to someone else. Yeah, that's that's for sure. We are definitely looking forward to that race and you know it's just a new world and uh i mean you know grooving tires hell i ain't never done that i mean it's just uh you know just a whole different world and i'm really really looking forward to it. i mean what a nicer dirt track to go to than ocala i mean coming off the dirt you, you pull up on the asphalt so i mean i'm i'm it's a new it's just a whole new thing for my car owner larry calabrese and i we're just really excited about it are you going to try to get your boy involved in this too Ah, he's gonna go there and work. He ain't gonna be doing no driving. He's gonna be grooving. <laughs> he's gonna be grooving tires. So uh, he's gonna hey, he's gonna find out what a steam cleaner is all about. <laughs> so that's right. You got to clean those cars every time they come off the track. I think I think that's been one of the biggest reasons why I haven't went dirt car racing is because I try to keep my stuff as nice as I can. I just can't imagine putting something in a trailer full of mud. But you know, it's it's uh, it's just a new adventure, and, and it's I know it's gonna be a struggle and. I think that's what I think that challenge is what I'm looking for. You, you yeah. got Showcat's number, don't you? Yeah. That's all you yeah, need. Just, He'll help you out. I got to go two blocks down the road, and I think I can run into him. There you go. That's all you need. I guarantee he'll he'll give you any advice that you might need. And isn't that funny how them young kids can cough up some advice like that? That uh, I guarantee you'll use it. Right. Right. No, it's just a. Uh, it's just something I've been I've been wanting to do. I've been wanting to do something different. I haven't. I really don't think I can put a full-force ARCA program together. I went and did a little bit of that last year. We have our own car here. And it's just so much money, and I just don't think I can put all the people together to go do that the proper way. And so I think dirt racing, the, the tires are cheaper. I mean, it's just the whole – they race for more money. I do it for a living. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think it's uh, I think it's the adventure that I've been looking for in the last few years of my racing, and – and I'm looking forward to it. I thought you were coming down to Charlotte to race in that outlaw switch. 
thing. Yeah. Everybody was waiting yeah, for you. Yeah, Street Stock yeah. team event. You can't believe everything that you read. No, I think <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Deal did call me. Yes, I know. I would. I did tell him I would do that, and I pulled out at the last minute only because we were uh, we were going up to South Carolina to look at the dirt bar. Oh, just some other stuff I had going on in time. It just wasn't a good time for me. So, well, I hope you do it one of these times. Maybe next time. Maybe when they involved. come with the dirt race with the dirt cars at the Charlotte, you'll come. Yeah, there you go. But they, no, how's how is our racing world down there? Is it, are we good to go at, at Charlotte County Motorsports Park or what? It's coming along. It's it's kind of a bad season now. Everybody's fixing their cars, and, you know, there's not much going on right now, and they got their banquet this week. But I think it's going to be a banner year. And we got rid of all them old tires, right? Yeah, no more tire deal. <laughs> no more tires. That's all out the window, we man. They threw it out. Mike Peters. So then it's going to be a good season. Yeah, it'll be a good season, man. I think Manny's. so, and we, I can't wait to see you racing in a racing on dirt. You're gonna have to travel. I don't care. I'll travel to we'll see Wayne a, on dirt. We will make a road trip, Carol. Oh, sure. It's amazing when Carol actually goes away from Charlotte County Speedway. I've I don't been know every how, track in this state. I know, but I don't know how they operate over there without you there. Oh, I don't either, but I'll try. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I call my buddy Patrick Williams. I said, "Man, what, what's what's with these tear offs? Do you have to have them tear offs? <laughs> how do you get them off, and what do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's uh, racing dirt up at uh, Bronson, right? Yeah, I think he ran all year at Volusia in like a modified. Volusia, car. that's it. Yeah, him and they uh, make electric ones, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I need the one though because you can't have radio, so that takes my wife out of the equation. Yeah. So you know, I guess I could have that button on the steering wheel and slide them off or something. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the uh, World of Outlaws uh, late model race, the last one they had. Uh, uh, over the Christmas break there and was watching those guys tear those uh tear offs off while they go around the racetrack and it was uh you gotta kinda know what you're doing. There's a bunch of them there. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'd be too afraid to take one hand off the wheel and try to pull one off. <laughs> I hope they got electric one. Oh, uh, it looks like a lot of fun dirt racing. I'm sure you're gonna have fun with it and I'm sure you'll do well with it because um dirt racing today is uh a lot like asphalt racing. I know the end of the a hundred lapper that Jimmy Owens won when we were there at uh, East Bay watching that crate uh, motor race. That was like an asphalt race at the end. You didn't want to go in there and get sideways at all, you know. So I think a lot of your experience that you have is going to. I see that a lot of the asphalt guys, I should say a lot. I know Rich Pratt's went over to dirt. I hear Mike Bresnahan's went to dirt. And, you know, it's just, um, I don't, I just don't know where, you know, super late model racing's heading right now i mean mm-hmm. you got so many different motor combinations they got spec motors you can you know i just i don't know i think it's just a for me it's just a prime time to go go do this and uh and so i you know i've noticed that the sunbelt series the sunbelt series has, has lost all its big names the only one left in there i think that even runs to follows the whole thing anymore is russell you know little timmy russell so mm-hmm. you know it's just everything's kind of lost its luster so maybe Maybe dirt's where it's at right now. That's how I've been thinking. When I was sitting there watching the races at East Bay that night, I was saying the same thing. Yeah, yes, you were. You I'm were so talking aggravated about switching over it. to dirt, and uh, actually, I was thinking it might be fun to uh, spin around that yeah. dirt track uh, myself. For my racing budget, it would be smart. Well, I hear, you know, I, I, I talked to the to Mike uh, Peters from Ocala, and he's telling me that, that guys are running the same left front almost all season. Uh, they're putting one right rear tire on every three or four weeks, and they're racing for a thousand to win for twenty-five laps. 
that's where we need to be. I mean, the stuff we're doing right now, we go run these sun belt races. You got to buy, you got to buy four tires. You got to buy, you got to pay his entry fee. You got to, uh, you got your fuel. You got all your guys getting in. To me, and we run 125 laps for, for three grand. You know, they're running 30 laps, 40 laps, 30 laps for three grand, 40 laps for four grand, 50 laps for five grand, 100 laps for 10 grand. Yeah. You know. And I'm not saying I'm going to be good enough to be getting any of that money, but at least I feel like when I go to the racetrack, you know, I'm racing for some big money. Well, just get ready to get dirty, son, okay? <laughs> That's all I can tell you. You're going to get dirty. There's going to be dirt in your brand-new helmet. There's going to be dirt in everything, and I can see you now walking. Out. There's dirt everywhere. It's driving me crazy. Every time Bobby wants to go to dirt, he says, Nanny, let's go eat dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a good time. I hope that we're there on. Uh, are you going to go to opening night of Ocala, twenty yeah, um, February twenty ninth? Yeah, that's what we're trying to get done all right. is to get the car done and the motor done and all that to go there. But but I think that's a that's like a series race. Yep. You know, I don't. I just you know, I don't. I don't know what these series are. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know half the damn rules. But but uh, that's how I started a super late model race, and I just showed up with the car. <laughs> yeah, just dive in, right? You just show up and you throw it out on the racetrack and uh, start following somebody. You know, I spent a lot of time following you around. Yeah, you know, I, I tell you, wait, it reminds me, during this whole interview I've been listening, it reminds me of when, uh, remember when uh, Rick Day had the Sarah series? And right. uh, mm-hmm. he took them down to East Bay, the open wheel right. modifieds, the, to race on dirt. And, uh, uh, it was a race late in the year, and uh, there was a bunch of guys. But Dwayne Dempsey stands out in my mind as uh, the guy. He had never been on dirt before in his life, and he was one of the top guys in the series. And he went out there trying to qualify. And, man, it was it was painful. <laughs> well, that's what that's where I think I'm going to be for the few, first few few months is going to be painful. But you know, I just. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to get the right car from the start. Everybody told me Barry Wright has a very nice, and his cars run pretty good. There's, you know, if you get looking on the internet, there's probably seven or ten different chassis builders. But you know, I hear Rocket Master Built, sure, Barry Wright. I just, I wanted to, you know, I talked to Barry Wright. He told me basically he would take me under his wing, answer all the questions I had, help me all he could, and build me a really nice race car. So I felt like that was the place to start. And everything I have is usually real nice, and, and his stuff is. I went up there and looked very nice. And them things look so awesome. They look like they're running 100 mile an hour sitting there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and uh, so I just feel like with my race shop here, having one of them in there would just be awesome. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're going to have a very exciting 2008. What do you think you're Tony Stewart? Well, I think I'm Tony Stewart. Yeah, you can't, you can't have an asphalt car and the dirt car sitting there. you got to have one Why or the not? other. Why not? He can have whatever he wants. What gets it? Wayne, what about your boy? Uh, he's getting ready. We're, he's going to do all the uh, Punta Gorda races or Charlotte County races. He's going to do all them uh, coming here. And, uh, you know, he's been in the shop working. Just uh, Actually, the... The car I've been running down at Charlotte County, my Maroon 84, is the one he's going to drive this year. I sold his oh, wow. sold his race car, and I told him when I sold it, I just put him in that. So that's what he's going to do. We're uh, we're actually going to we got a two barrel on it now. We're going to leave the two barrel on it for the late model race and the and the uh, his good his like pro series or whatever he calls it. So we're just gonna we're going to do that, and that's what he's going to do. So we get to see you and Dickie this year down at Charlotte County. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, awesome. For the last race they had there, whenever we all went down there, and and uh, so you know, he, I I like to see him get back behind the wheel, but I, I just don't know if he is or he isn't. He might want to get on the dirt. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the funny part about it is all all my racing careers been right, low, and left. Right. And everything is now, you know, high and to the right. <laughs> you know? Well, I think you'll master it because you've got that competitive spirit. Yeah, I hope you're right. <laughs> you know, I wake up every morning and go, I make the right decision doing that, you know? I mean, <laughs> Hey, Wayne, uh, the- one thing's for sure. You'll still have the fans talking about you. You can That's count right. on that. <laughs> if nothing else, we're going to have a healthy, good laugh, right? There's that Wayne Anderson. Yeah. Look, 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 back there in the back. look at him, 84. Look at him. You know, asphalt must be easy. He's supposed to be a hot dog on asphalt. Look at that. We, we blew his shit away. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you know I just, it's, just, it's just amazing to me. Here I am thinking I'm one, you know, uh, one of the few drivers that switched over then to, to do a little dirt race, and then I, I hear that Mike Bresnahan sold everything he had to go dirt racing. Sure, yeah. Rat dirt race, and then it's just, uh, I don't know why. It's just, uh, it's just that the, the late model racing up in this area right now has just fell off. You know, I see Charlotte County guys really trying, man. He's promoting, he's working hard, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't see that going any, anywhere in anywhere in the near future. I see it only going to get better, you know. And uh, but up in this area, the late model car count just fell off everywhere. I know the economy's bad, but there's got to be something more to it. I can't sit here and put my finger on it. I can't point point and tell you know, well, this promoter ain't doing his job, or that one is. This one's not. I don't. I don't really know. But just right now, this late model racing right now up here just kind of stinks, and I don't know why. Well, down here the economy is so bad because it's mostly all construction and you know construction related work, and everybody's out of work, and it's. You can't race if you don't have money coming in. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, to me, and, and going to these racetracks, paying the park, and I'm I'm coming down to Charlotte County for that, but, you know, to go in there and pay for a <laughs> damn parking spot <laughs> and pay a $150 entry fee, and, you know. By Do the dirt racers have to pay entry fees? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. You know, but it's just that everything, it, to me, the, the promoters right now are having to take so much of the of they're counting on the racer to put so much in the purse. It used to be you didn't have to worry about that. The people in the stands paid the purse, but now right. the stands are low. You know, promoters are going to tire companies. They're wanting money from tire companies to, to sell their tire there to put towards their point fund. So that jacks the price of the tire up. So I mean, it's just all around. It just seems like you know, at times you're paying your own purse. And I've 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 seen. Uh, 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 New Smyrna, for instance, have uh, the governor's cup, and they come and they call me and go, how many laps are you going to sponsor? I'm thinking, they're calling me? You know, they call people like Mike Fritz and everything. Right. How many laps are you going to sponsor? That's, to me, that that's their job to go out and get that money, not from me, not that's from Racer. Absolutely right. I agree with that. You know, and it, it's just, everything about it is just how much can you spend? And, you know, and I use Don Rohn's, uh wording. You know, I heard racers complaining about, uh, why can't we just race? Why, why is there testing and all this practicing? Why can't we just come in here and just race? Um, on, on, uh, if it's Orlando Speed World, why can't we just come in here on Friday night, race, buy one set of tires? And in Don Narone's defense, first thing he said, okay, we can do that. But how come you guys are coming in here with these two hundred fifty and $300,000 rigs? Now you're all worried about a set of tires? So I can understand his side, 
and I oh. and, and me being a racer, I know from my side, it's just the, the the amount of money to spend to go late model asphalt racing right now is just totally ridiculous. Yeah, I guarantee you, you won't have to spend a thousand dollars to go race that dirt car on race night. Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, take for instance, what do you spend to go to a border just to race the late models? Yeah, eight hundred bucks. That's by one set of tires. I only buy one set of tires. And I'm not knocking Bobby Deals. That sounds like I am, and I don't mean to. But, but you know, a hundred fifty dollar entry fee, pay to park. If you want to get in there early, you got to pay an extra ten dollars. You know, uh, price of fuel I think is eight bucks a gallon down here. I mean, it's just the, the you know, the cost and effect is just is just way out of whack. And then you know, and I, I hope Bobby's changed his ways as far as just not counting fossil laps. I mean, last, <laughs> last race I was under, so one fifty, two hundred laps. 200 laps to run 100. Yeah. And, and then they want to know why I can't afford to do that because we're, we're paid eight bucks a gallon riding around under caution. You know, it just, uh, you know, I mean, I just think everybody, you know, as far as the promoters, this man, just take a step back and look at what we got going on here right now. You know, just tell them. Most of the drivers are talking about Bobby's learning a lot. This year has been a learning curve for him, and I think things will get better. And if people like you, you know, sit and talk with him and help him out, I think he's going to do good. All they got to do is just go to a race every now and then and watch it somewhere else. Yep. That's it. Yep. Wayne, we got to go, hon. We got another guest on, and we're almost out of time. I'm really looking forward to seeing you. We'll talk to you after you race on dirt. Hey, thanks for everything, and I appreciate you guys calling. All right, Wayne. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye. Yeah, there'll be no answer to the issue of uh, the cost of racing. You know, super late model racing, it's expensive. The fuel, the tires, the whole deal. And most of those guys come to race for 3000 bucks. They buy two sets of tires. Some of them buy three sets of tires. It's almost like yeah. you wish you could just start over and get it right. Well, and, and you know, for, for the track owners, there's really nothing they can do in order for them to promote these late model races and have them. There's got to be an entry fee, and the gas has got to cost some money, and the tires have to cost because there's got to be some profit made, in, in order for there to be money, you know, to pay out at the end of the day. So, I I don't know uh, what the true answer is going to be, but um, for the economy, the crate motor thing seems to be the deal. If they can definitely get you know behind that thing and get the tech area straightened out on, I think that crate motor deal is going to ultimately turn out to be a lifesaver for racing in Florida. That's just my opinion. Well, we're down to our last 10 minutes, and yes, who do we have on the line? Phil Guadagno from uh, North Florida Speedway. Yeah, it's it might be Phil and Liz both. I'm not sure. I hope so. Speaking of dirt racing, are you there? Yes. Talk Sorry. to us. Talk to us about uh, what uh, 2008's got in store for North Florida and the dirt racing world. Um, We got our, our normal season going, and we've got... Um, we're bringing in our first series race. We've got Ken Kenny's uh, series coming in a few times with us, so we're going to give that a shot this year. Well, you also have the All-Stars coming in, don't you? Yes, we have uh, yeah. the All-Star and the and UMP, yeah. the first, second, and then we've got, um, it's going to be our actual like first Winter National ordeal, so we're excited about that. Yeah, the uh, as a matter of fact, we, I think we're going to have uh, someone from the um, All-Star uh, sprint car series on uh, our Real Racing USA live show tomorrow night. But, uh, yeah, then you have uh, Ken Kenny's uh, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. That's a pretty good start to the season, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, it, it's 
good because we're starting to work with uh, some other people and we're kind of getting out there and we ran our first full season last year so it was it was good for us how was 2007 for you it was good it was really good it uh it got better and better every week great yeah was that old man of yours he promised to be on tonight uh he's (laughs) running around somewhere (laughs) (laughs) what are you um are you going to plan on anything new and different for 2008 um I mean, we're pretty much going to stick with what we did last year because it, it, it worked. worked it us. works. Yeah. Is, was this your second year? This was your second year, right? It was It was our first full year yeah. in the, the year before, but we started halfway through the season because we didn't, we didn't get the track till, uh February of that year. So. Did you run a full points program uh, in 2007? This, uh, yes. So uh, did you uh, crown some uh, champions yet? Uh, we have it this weekend. This weekend, okay. Yes, Saturday. All That's right. Cool. Well, that sounds cool. good. Um, Liz, what were some of the biggest things you learned during the year? Um, <laughs> you can't make everybody happy. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. <laughs> it only took you a year to learn that. Oh no! <laughs> no, she knew that last year, right, Liz? Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, I think. Um. I, you know, I really, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot. So in this year coming up, like, what are some? You got this big deal right at the beginning, but yeah. what are some of the other events that uh, you have? Uh, maybe new things or, or other events planned throughout the year. Um, as of right now, we um, we just got our normal our normal season. We got the late models uh, twice a month again. We're kind of uh, doing what, what we did last year, working off of. Uh, the other track schedules so we're not competing right. with them because it it worked good for us when we ran them when we didn't have them we got great great turnout with them so and that's that's really about it for right now is is ocala going to dirt gonna hurt your car count at all you think i don't think so you're far enough from it's not gonna bother you're way up there by georgia right? different race to different nights yeah they're friday nights and oh okay. so and we're saturday and we're probably about an hour and fifteen from them, so it's not. It, I don't think it'll be. It'll hurt us. Yeah, I thought Ocala was running on Saturday nights. I didn't know they were going. Yeah, on they, Friday night. yeah, they still race them. They've always well, raced. They were Friday, Friday when they were. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, maybe you guys can uh, work together and try to get some of those cars going back and forth. Even though it is a hundred miles, is it a hundred miles apart? You said. Yeah, it's about an hour and fifteen minute drive. Yeah. So what kind of goals have you have you guys set you and your uh, and Phil set goals for this year? You got any 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 big things in mind? Um, Philip, you got any big things in mind? There you go. I think Jack is stumping you. You got a few things. Yep. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Gentlemen, ladies, how y'all doing? Hey, Phil, how's it going? Excellent, thank you. Uh, we do have one thing going on this year my wife doesn't even know about. It's kind of a surprise. Uh-oh. Ooh. Um, we're actually building a open-wheel modified that we are going to take spectators and put in the car. That oh is cool. Oh, my goodness. We're going to put them in during intermission. My wife doesn't know, so she's going to kill me now. So <laughs> Drive them down into turn one and scare the hell out of them. Oh, my God. That sounds exactly. like fun. <laughs> uh, the boys that, that work at the, the facility have been working hard on this car, and uh, 
we're we're going to put a couple drivers in it, like in a pure stock class. We're going to let them take it out a little bit and do some testing for us, and then we are going to, like I said, put some spectators in it during intermission. Okay. How are the spectators going to be uh, dubbed that seat? Oh, yeah, they will. How are they going to get it? They're going to pay for it? Are you going to do drawings? What are you doing? No, we're going to do drawings. We're definitely going to do some drawings, uh, pull names out of the hat, things to that nature. Uh, we'll cross-reference it with um, some of our uh, give-backs that we do to the communities. So maybe like when we do our school supply drive, someone that helps us out with that would uh, would be going in, in the driver's seat. Oh, good idea. Yeah, things to that, that nature, because we like to do the give-backs. Um, as far as like school supply drives, we do backpacks to every child that comes into the uh, facility. So some pretty neat things like that that we do. Um, Maybe you could take some bad kids for a ride and really scare them, <laughs> scare them straight. We could definitely do that. We do do the ride-alongs uh, with the street stocks and the pure stocks and hobbies where we actually take the kids around. I know that was a big thing when I was growing up, just to get in the car and and to, to you know meet a driver and to take a lap around the track. Yeah. So that that's a big thing we do uh, throughout the year as well. Yeah, Sunshine used to do that too. That was always nice. The kids got to get into the cars and ride around the cars for a lap. Exactly. They'd fill those street stocks up with kids. There'd be kids hanging out oh, yeah. from all over and the place. And I know East Bay still does, like, the bus ride as well, and, and you just see a line of kids that just, just to get a lap around the, the track. Hey, man, that's where it all starts because the kids that are on the other side of the fence, man, uh, are the ones that are sitting there dreaming about being the racers, and some of them are going to make it, some of them aren't. Some of them, the only time they'll ever get out there is that little ride they got inside that car. Exactly right. Exactly right. So what's up, ladies? You guys want to say anything? Well, we're I just you know we're quickly running out of time here, so yes, we, um, we just have to you know make sure that uh, you yeah, Phil. We're on a time schedule now. You, yeah, yeah, we're not allowed to run over anymore now because there's another show that's coming on at nine o'clock. But uh, it sounds like you're going to have a great year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. With these four tens for the first time coming to this track, uh, it's going to be unreal. How yeah, big? How big's your track? It's uh, four tenths, so we call it a big three eight, high bank, and very fast. Yeah, the four tens and that all start. That's gonna be awesome. Wow, man. so four tens meaning uh, big motor sprint cars, ladies. Okay. Mm. I heard there's uh, some big names, but I'm gonna let Guy Webb talk to you about that when you have him on the show. I think uh, we, we I think we're hooking him up tomorrow night. As a matter of fact, with, that's what's in the works. I'm, yeah. uh, it's not absolutely confirmed, but we're gonna have somebody from the All Star. Uh, sprint car series on tomorrow night's show on Real on our Race. sister show Real Race in USA. There you go. Well, Phil, we wish you and Liz a very successful 2008, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. Take Happy it easy. Uh, bye. Okay. Bye bye. There you bye. go. North Florida Speedway, uh, another great dirt track up in North Florida. Uh, I'm excited about kicking it off with uh, Ken Kenny's. Uh, what's the name of Ken Kenny's? Uh, the United Dirt, dirt Car Association. <laughs> late model challenge series united dirt late model challenge series what do you got coming up after this jack well real racing usa well we have beginning tonight at nine o'clock is uh nascar fast talk Just so with t-bone and know they can hang on and still hear some more good racing yeah yeah racing show coming up after ours, all you got to do is go to the site while you're on there. Look at the nice new web page, the front page there of Real Racing USA. Mm-hmm. 
So you can see that, all the let's shows. Say goodnight and let Jack get on to his next well, venture. Well, no, actually, no? I don't. I don't have anything to do with that. That's uh, that's their deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just do some technical stuff. I, I get to stick my nose in it just enough to screw some things up. And other than that, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll okay, be so we'll be lucky if this show problems. got we'll be lucky if this if this show got recorded today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the last one didn't. Uh, <laughs> next week, next week. Hopefully, next week, yes. ho- hopefully next week we're going to talk to some more of the promoter people. John Sapricone, hopefully now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Roberts and Todd Hutto. Tim Bryant from up at Five Flags. Gary LaPlante. Gary LaPlante. Mike Cope, maybe. Uh, ah. Who knows? And, well, congratulations to all the drivers that will be going to their banquets, their uh, banquets they'll be having this Saturday night and getting their awards. And uh, so a couple of tracks won't be having racing this weekend. So I'm taking the kids to Disney World. Very good. That's Beautiful. very good, Carol. You must have a pocket full of money. I don't. You're going to need it. I know. <laughs> I've been promising them this. We've been filling a okay, piggy well, bank. Say hi to Winnie the Pooh for me while you're there. <laughs> and Mickey Mouse, too. Good night, right, everybody. Good night, everybody. You've been listening inside Florida Racing. Same time next week, 7 to 9, right here. We're going to do the same beach to do the